Welcome to the KC City Church Audio Podcast. We pray you enjoy this following sermon. To all the fathers in the house, I speak blessing, special blessing, God's blessing over your life. And in Psalms 20, it speaks, may grant to you the desires of your heart. To all the fathers, nobody knows what's your desires. I pray that that text might become a reality, that it would give unto you the desires of your heart. Thank you. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in the all-prevailing name of Jesus. Jesus remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word is yea, His word is amen. His word is forever settled in heaven. We hide his word in our hearts so that we may not sin against you. We thank you for your word in our midst and the honor and the privilege that we have of reading and sharing your word. We are so glad that we have learned to trust your Holy Ghost to expound God's word to us, to use us as instrument. For every family and every person here, may they know your touch, your spirit upon them. Interpret truth to their hearts and bring about special deliverance and help. Thank you, Father. You are our helper and your blessing is on your word. And all God's people said, Amen Amen. and Amen. I would like to draw your attention to the gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 11 and going down to verses 27 and 28. Thank you very much, Krista, for the great welcome you've given me. And to all the rest of you, thank you for the welcome. I appreciate that and give all glory to God. Okay. Okay. Chapter 11, verse 20 and 7. 27. As I look over you, I see that all of you are so well behaved. You know, you sit like in a school class, every child is just behaving himself, putting on his best performance. Okay, I want you to relax, just chill a little bit. Some of you are sitting straight up, looking straight forward. Just just chill and, and just enjoy the presence of the Lord. Okay. Yes. Okay, let's read. All things has been committed to me by my father. As a matter of fact, what I'll do, I'll change, I'll change the translation to make it more interesting for you. I have another translation hidden here somewhere. 
And uh, I just love it. And it blesses me so many times. If I can't find it, I'll just stick with you and read this translation. Because this is the NIV. I'm going to read to you from a different translation. It makes it more clearer to me. It says, My father has handed all things over to me. My father. It's Father's Day today. We are glad we have another father. And then some of us has another father. Because we have a heavenly father. Some of us have spiritual fathers. Some of us has biological fathers. But we all have fathers. But now we're speaking about the heavenly father. In Aramaic, in Aramaic, the word Father is translated as Abba. Abba. In Hebrew, it is translated as Ab. Ab. Two different. The Hebrew doesn't have a translation that says Abba. It's only the Aramaic that has this translation, which means sustainer, foundation, helper, maintainer, carer, and all the rest that goes with it. Father. So here Jesus says, my father. And then he goes on. Nobody knows the father. Again, father except the son. Nobody knows the son. Except the father. And to whom he will reveal him. So the father reveals the son. So if you want to come to know the Son, get to know the Father, and he will reveal him. But this is the punchline, the punchline of this verse that I want to bring to you. Come to me, all who are struggling hard. What are they doing? Struggling hard. Some have struggled, but it's not hard struggles. It's mild struggles. It's, it's mediocre, it's not, not really a struggle. But there are people in life that he says have hard struggles. Now this is what Jesus said, come to me. And those people who have hard struggles know who they are. Okay, you know who you are. As a matter of fact, I may jump the gun and say this. We all, nobody excluded, I'm included, have struggles. Okay? Okay, I want to get that clear. Though my philosophy and your philosophy in Christ is that we are anointed, we are favored, like Christus said, and we are blessed, we're successful, and prosperous. But that seems to be a contradiction to what I'm reading here. Hello, are you listening? Because here it speaks about struggles, and we all said we had struggles. Okay, let's read on. Come to me, all you who are struggling hard and carrying heavy loads. 
the two together, hard struggle and loads. And I will give you rest. Then the next verse speaks about, put on my yoke and learn of me, for I am gentle and humble, and you will find rest. Now remember the previous line said that we are struggling hard and heavy laden. There's no rest there. But at the bottom it says, these people, which are you and I, yes, the solution, there's rest. Only in Jesus Christ. He says, my yoke is easy. And then he goes on to say, his burden is light. Today, I would like to speak to you about reality and spirituality. What are we talking about? Spirituality. I thought Larry left. I thought Larry left the house, but I see he's in hiding. He's at the back there. So, okay. So I want to speak to you about the struggle, but it's in reality and spirituality. Then in that vein. I would like to quote the following. There is fact, there is what? Fact, and then there is truth. Is that, that's to be understood. It's understood by all of us. You might go, or oh, let me tell you a story, a true story. Fact and truth. We were, my wife and I, as you know, we travel a lot. We were in South Africa, and I was speaking at the church. After the service, a lady came up to me and said to me, Sir, the doctor said to my son, so doctors contain truth, or they contain the facts. Would you agree with me? Fix whatever the doctor say. We it's a fact. I must accept that. She said the doctor said to me, my son, being in a wheelchair will never walk again. What's that? That's a fact. It's true. It's a fact. But we have the fact on the one side, and then we have truth. Jesus says, Thy word is truth. God's truth is forever and ever settled in heaven. God's truth is immovable. It lasts irrespective of all the facts. Somebody say hallelujah. It lasts. It outweighs the fact. She says to me, the doctor said to my son in the wheelchair, you'll never walk. She said, but you came and you prayed for him. Today is outside playing soccer. So here we have fact versus 
truth. I was up in a certain county and preaching the word and a lady came to me with great joy and celebration and hugged me and kissed me. And I was wondering what's all this excitement about. She said to me, thank you, Tande. I appreciate that smile. <laughs> she said to me, sir, listen to this. True story. I can take you to the person. She said, sir, I was dying of AIDS. AIDS. HIV AIDS. She said, you prayed for me when you came to our church. She said, look at me now. She was well built and happy. She says, doctors declared I'm healed. So we have fact. We have truth. It's imperative. It's imperative that each one of us in our lives built our house on truth. Truth. Jesus says a lot about the truth. Built your life, your ministry, everything. Built it on truth. So we come to the reality of reality and spirituality. What we must confess and be honest about. That the struggle that Jesus came to deliver us from. That all of us partake in one or another struggle. I mean it's simple. I've said that before. Isn't it so? If I go to who's the most spiritual man here. Just raise your hand, please. <laughs> the most spiritual man in this church or women in this church are going through a struggle. They're not telling you about it. They say nothing about it. You come to them, they say, praise the Lord, hallelujah, how are you celebrating? Oh, I'm fine. But they lie, they're not fine, there's a struggle. <laughs> But we keep our struggle private. Is that correct? We keep it confidential. We keep it, we keep it hidden. Now when I say this, I include myself. I'm not omitting and saying Frank Weber's. No, 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 no. I've got my struggles. T.D. Jake says we've all got our demons to battle with. Larry is quiet. Okay. We all have it. Amidst our shine and amidst our laughter and amidst our hallelujahs and praise the Lord and jumping and dancing, deep down, there's a struggle. And what else beside me? We feel the pain. Nobody knows our struggle. We feel the pain and we go through that pain all by ourselves alone. Hey, I'm talking as a Christian. I'm talking what I've gone through. About 16 years ago, my wife was diagnosed with cancer. She, we prayed for, 
trusted God. She went into a recess for a period of time, a year or so. But afterward, came back. And I battled, prayed with my wife. We trusted God. Do you know what? We stood on the word of God. We stood on the word because that's what we've been taught. That's how we live, stand on the word. But the pain was still there. The struggle was still there. Some knew, some didn't know. The struggle for me, the struggle for my wife. And I, being a preacher of the gospel, my wife was diagnosed with cancer, had to struggle with that. Because I prayed for somebody over the phone who had a cancerous lump. And they call us back and God remove the cancer. Wow, she was healed. But now my own wife has cancer. And my wife stood on the word. She said, I am not dying, I'm going to live. Because that's what God would. I stood with her, prayed with her. In that short period, she was sent to hospital. Sent to hospital today. For one day, two days. Went home, went to the hospital, spoke to her. Told her how much I love and care for her. Sang to her. I said, I'll see you tomorrow. Still believing. She said, I'm not going to die. Next morning, they phone me. Your wife passed away. But I was standing in faith. I was believing the word. She was confessing the word. That's reality. You can't deny it. As much as times we want to cover that up with our spirituality, it's real. I felt the pain. I felt the grief. I saw the tears. I saw the brokenness within myself. My wife died. The most terrible time in my life as a Christian. So these things are real. This is real. I can't joke about it and say there's no pain. There's no suffering. There's no, yes, they're struggling. But God carried me through. People prayed God carried me through. That happened about 15 years ago. Today I'm happily married to Irene. My first wife's name was Irene as well. God gave me another Irene. <laughs> we must realize and admit that the struggle is real. Struggle is real. Spoke to a friend in the week. He called me yesterday again. And he told me, friend. And he told me, yes, he was battling with this and that and the other. He was in a struggle. Irrespective of his prominency and his position and, and his friendliness, he said he was in a, and I was interested in the struggle. Why? To help him in the struggle. My brothers and sisters, I want you to know that in your struggle there is help. There's a man called Jesus inviting you to be delivered from the struggle and have victory. Tory over the struggle. Instead of suffering in silence, some of you sitting here, I could see it on your face, you're struggling in silence. 
You're struggling with finances. You're struggling with your own health. Your parents' health or whoever in the family is dying. I was sitting in the restaurant the other day. I sat in the restaurant, enjoyed myself. I wanted to get up. The Holy Ghost said, no, stay. Go over to those people over there sitting in the restaurant. Go and speak to them. I said, oh, oh, no, wait. I don't know these people. Beautiful, two beautiful girls. And I said, I'm out of here. He said, no, go over to them. But what do I say? He says, go over to them. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We operate by faith, not by sight. We operate by faith. I got up. I went over to these two ladies. I didn't know how to start. You know, I felt so embarrassed. These beautiful girls sitting here. And I... uh, you know, many times you're prophetic, you don't know what to say. Or worst of all, you don't know how to say it. I went over to them. I said, um, uh, yes, yeah, uh, um, uh, my apology. And I want to be gentle and kind as I normally am. Put on my best behavior and said, uh, uh, I'm sorry, excuse me. Um, oh, goodness me. Holy Spirit said, tell this one here. I said, lady. In your family, oh, you're a man, my apology. <laughs> I said I said to her, two of them friends sitting across the table, I said, lady, in your family, there's somebody struggling with cancer, breast cancer. The lady was shocked. I don't know you, you don't know me, but what you're saying is true. That's happening in my family right now. And I said to the other girl, and I said, likewise in your family, there's so-and-so struggling with cancer. I, I, I was shocked myself. And I said, can I pray for the two? I prayed quickly and disappeared. <laughs> People have struggles and I didn't even, God knows. Some of you are sitting here with financial problems. Some of you are sitting here, you have serious problems in your marriage. And you might be an outstanding leader uh, in leadership in whatever, but you have problems in your marriage. There's a hassle, there's a problem, there's a seed that you need to be delivered from. It comes over and it subsides and it comes again. You need to be delivered from it. If it comes once, fine. I have misunderstandings in my marriage, but they just blow over because we are living a victorious marriage in Christ. We have a wonderful marriage, but there's some of you that's battling in your marriage. It's day after day, weekend after weekend, month after month, you go through the same struggle. There's some struggles in the area of employment and other things. There are struggles, but I tell you, there's a solution to your struggle. How to overcome them in Christ Jesus. It's trusting God, getting good advice, and then moving forward. Otherwise, your life will be crippled by the struggle. In the entire church of Jesus Christ, I dare to make the statement, you might not, listen, 
I am here just to share God's word. Whether you like it or not, that's not my business. I am just the messenger. You know what I'm saying? I'm just a messenger. You can shoot the messenger, but the message will go on. You can cancel the prophet and kill the prophet, but the prophecy will remain. You can stop the singer, but the song will prevail. So I'm just, just, just a messenger trying to convey truth, biblical truth to you. Because sometimes when our hearts has no peace, now we've got the Prince of Peace. Is that correct? That's correct? I've got high regard for each one of you and I try my preaching to respect you. Though I'm much older than what you are, it doesn't matter. But peace, sometimes our peace, we are deprived or robbed. We lose our peace. And all we've got, that's, I'm not talking to, I'm, I'm talking to the Christian. And all we have is pieces. All we have is pieces, that's all we've got to show. Pieces, pieces of this, pieces of that, pieces of, that's not important, but the peace we have lost. Now that's a dangerous situation for the child of God to be in. Because when there is no peace, we become filled with the darkness that expresses ourselves. Did you hear what I said? The darkness that expresses ourselves because the peace isn't prevailing in our lives. That's why it's important for us to obtain, to maintain the peace of God that we have through Christ Jesus because Jesus is my peace I give unto you. Paul writes, having peace with God. Jesus speaks about my peace, having peace with God. You must have peace with God to get his peace. If we are deprived of peace, this is what happens. It reveals the darkest side of our self. When our hearts has no peace. When our hearts, therefore the Bible says clearly and distinctly, it says the following. Above all else, guard your hearts. For everything you do flows from it. Guard your hearts. Proverbs 4, verse 20 and 3. Proverbs 23, verse 26. My son, give me your heart. Jeremiah. 17 verse 9, for the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? But we know the cure for the heart is found in Jesus. So the struggle goes 
on and on and on and on. If we lose that peace, we as God's people, then fear takes place in our heart. Doubt takes place. Greed takes place. Envy takes place. Anger takes place. Bitterness takes place. Loneliness takes place. Disconnection, despair, hopelessness takes place. Why? Because peace has been lost. Peace has been overcome. All this takes place in our lives. As Christians, please, I, I, I've been there. I know. It's true. That's why we've got to stay focused, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher. Amen of our faith. Romans 7, 24. The apostle Paul cries out. He had the similar experiences we had. And this is what he says. Oh, wretched man that I am. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from this body of death? He's saying, oh, sorrowful man. Oh, poor man. Pitied man. Miserable man. Vile man. Detestable man that I am. Is that? You experienced that? We've experienced the same. Paul experienced the same struggle. Struggle goes on. Surprisingly, surprisingly, the Son of God Himself went through struggles. So don't think that your struggle is the worst. There's somebody else that has a worse struggle than yours. Don't think your situation is the worst. Somebody, somewhere, struggling more than what you can. That's why don't judge a book by its cover. Show love to people. Show care for people. Invite people into your life. Invite people to share with them. Don't judge a book by its cover. So make time for somebody else because you don't know. He or she might be caught in a struggle and you are the help that God sent along. You are the help that God sent along. When Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane, boy, he struggled. Remember? Why did he take those three with him? He had the twelve and then he went to the three. He went the three, took the three with him so that he could have some moral support. Not so much to pray with him, but to have a soldier to cry on. To support him. Brothers and sisters, we all need support. Don't tell me you're big enough, you don't need, you need support. I need support. I can't do this alone. I can fulfill my calling and destiny alone. I need support. Thank God for my wife. She's a major in my life. Yesterday morning, while we were sitting and reading and praying, my wife spoke such words of life into my spirit that energized and rekindled my heart because I was feeling down, not down, but the pressure. My wife just encouraged me, words of love, made me feel better, like prophetic over my life. I was encouraged. Somebody needs somebody support. Please. I met with a young man during the week. I said, whenever you want to call me, spoke to a young man yesterday, I said, whenever you need, call me. I want to support them. I led an Englishman to the Lord. 
I try and meet with him twice, thrice a month to keep him on the road, following Jesus, support him all the time, support him all the time. Two weeks ago, he said to me while I'm reading the word to him, he says, I want to be baptized because I was reading about baptism. I took him down to Casey Ark. Nice, warm, hot water. <laughs> I didn't mind. I didn't ask them. People were looking, what's going on here? I took him down there and baptized him in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I'm baptized. They didn't throw me out. They didn't demise me or anything. I just baptized him. Why? Because I care for him. Now I call him regularly to see that he keeps going and stay strong because I know it is a struggle. Young people with your struggle in this church look for some lady that can assist you because you're, sub, you're suffering in some young men. Look for somebody that can support you in your struggle. Married men, speak to somebody if your marriage isn't working. If your husband is giving you a hell of a time, speak to somebody because I know some do. No wonder Larry doesn't invite me often. <laughs> He's a friend. I think I can talk to him like that. But he'll get me afterwards. That's fine. <laughs> so Paul went through his struggle, his pain, his conflict. And then Paul says to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 11 and 12, speaks about being appointed to this gospel. He says, that's why I am suffering as I am. I've got to struggle through all this because I'm a preacher of the gospel. So watch out, you preachers of the gospel. You might just have entered the arena for a struggle. Jesus Christ, likewise, as I said to you, the Bible teaches us in Luke chapter 22, verse 44. Can I have the time, please, guys? What's that? Wow, I've just started. 12 o'clock, okay. Jesus, thank you, thank you, Romeo. This is my Father's Day gift. The Son is giving to me a Father's Day gift. Thank you very much. It's a pity that he had to do it publicly, but well, you know, some kids are like that. <laughs> Thank you, my son. So Jesus went through a struggle. The Bible says that he was in, being in anguish, being in agony, tormented, anxiety, fear. He prayed. His sweat turned like into blood. He says, Father, if it's possible, remove this cup. But not my will, but your will. Irrespective of the pain. The circumstances that I find myself in, not my will. But your will be done. The struggle from the outside in. These forces coming against you day and night. Remember that you have a harbor in Christ. Learn how to be victorious. Did you hear that? Did you hear what did I say? Learn how to be victorious because you don't become victorious automatically. It's a process for a progress that you go through. Day after day, you must learn. Let me close or try to close. 
Many of us, we struggle with envy and jealousy because we want the life that isn't ours. Many of us struggle with envy and jealousy because we want a life that's not ours. It's not ours. In the book of Genesis 37 verse 11, the Bible said that Joseph's brother envied him. They were jealous. They were angry with him because of what he had. They couldn't get it though they wanted it. So we struggle with it because we desire something that belongs to another. Number two, we struggle with greed because we want to possess what is not ours to have. Not somebody else's, not ours to have. We struggle with greed. Church is quiet, but that's fine. But that's the problem we have. But there's a way out. Listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says in Luke chapter 12 verse 15. Then he said to them, watch out. Be on your guard against all types of greed. He warns us, hey, watch out. Because greed is everywhere. You don't seem to be satisfied. You're constantly craving after something that you can't even get. But the greed is there. He says, watch out. Life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. So watch out, he says. Watch out for greed. Some of us struggle with the feelings of insignificance because we have made our world dependent on the opinions of others. Did you get it? We feel insignificant because we made our world on the dependence of others. In other words, if they don't pat you on the back and don't say you did well, don't say good things about you, you're down and under. You feel insignificant. My brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, each one of us seated here have our significance in Christ Jesus. You were insignificant before you came to Christ. But the very moment you gave your life to Jesus, you've become significant in the sight of God. You have importance. You have value. You are the treasure of God. You're the apple of His eye. Hallelujah. That's who you are. You're important to God the Father. You have value. You're somebody. Let nobody tell you you're good for nothing or nobody. No, sir. You're somebody because of the Christ of God. Hallelujah. Somebody. I like to call myself tall, dark, and handsome. I am not intimidated by anybody. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter what you look like and what you own. I am not intimidated because I know who I am. You know who you are. You're a child of the living God. You've been recreated, regenerated, revitalized by the spirit of the living God. And be proud about that. Never mind what people say or do. Put your hand on your chest and say, I'm significant, each one of you. 
Do it again. Put your hand on your chest. Say, I am significant. Again. In the sight of God. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, whatever you do, do it from the heart for the Lord and not for people. Colossians 3 verse 23. Do it from the heart, not for people, but to the Lord. Then you'll obtain and find your significance. Some people struggle with their identification. Because they don't know who they are outside of what they do. Did you hear what I said? They don't know who they are outside of what they do. In other words, what they do make them feel important. What happens if you can't do anything? You are still important. And some people do things to become important. You don't have to do that in Christ. You find significance and importance. And you have value. You are somebody, as I say, because you are in Christ. Let me round it off by saying the following. Some struggle with the identity, with identity, because they don't know who they are outside of what they do. The one I quoted earlier on, the same thing. So you don't, please, please, don't do something. Don't volunteer because you want them to think that you are somebody. Then you are a nobody. When you do anything in the house of God, in the service of God, do it humbly. Do it out of love. Not to be seen and heard. Do it undercover. Undercover. God sees your heart and he will in due time exalt you as you humble yourself. Sometimes we struggle and battle with loneliness because we are searching for love. Did you hear what I said? Sometimes we struggle with loneliness because we are struggling with what? We're struggling for love instead of giving love. Hear that? Instead of giving love. That's the key. And in all these struggles, whatever they might be, Jesus said, come unto me. All those that are struggling, struggling heart, heavy laden, I, I, I will give you rest. There's some here, you're struggling with sin. You're caught up in a web of sin and evil in your own heart. You can't help yourself. Jesus says, come to me. I'll help you. I'll take you out. So right now, I'm going to pray and close. If you are struggling with sin, you are struggling with some bondage in your life, Christ will help you. Let us bow our heads and let us pray. Heavenly Father.
Thank you that you're a father of love, compassion, tenderness, and care. Thank you that through your son, you you say to us, come to me. All you that are struggling hard, and there are some here seated, they're struggling hard. They want to come. Anybody that you are in a struggle, in a battle, raise your hand and I'll just say a prayer for you. Anybody, doesn't matter who you are. Thank you, 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 thank you over there, thank you, thank you, thank you. Anybody else, you've got some heavy weights, thank you, in your life, there's some bondages in your life. I want to pray for you, because the helper is here to help you. I want you to stand, that is raise your hand, just stand. Those that just raise your hand, just stand. Only those that raise their hand, just stand. Just stand. Just stand. You're welcome. I'm not asking you to join the church or anything. I want to pray for you. I want to say a prayer for you. God will hear my prayer. And he will answer the prayer. Stretch out your right hand as I stretch out mine. Just stretch out your right hand. If you still want to stand, you can stand with him. Pray of faith over you. I'm not calling you forward. Just a prayer of faith over you. Because the Bible says the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, you have seen the individual struggles. Jesus, you are the deliverer. You are the bearer of all our struggles. You struggled so that we may be delivered of our struggles. Now in your precious and holy name, I pray for liberation. I pray for freedom. I pray for help. Each one of our friends raising their hand for prayer. I speak a word of total deliverance over them now in the name of of Jesus. I release the strength and the power, the energy of the Holy Spirit upon them to assist them and to carry them through. Right now, I speak freedom over them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.